0: Jesus remember last week I shared from 1 Corinthians and I asked you do you have fellowship with Jesus do you, do you know Jesus Do you actually have fellowship with him was it just is it just a person to you uh, recorded in the Bible but do you have fellowship with him do you, do you actually know him do you have fellowship with him when you wake up in the morning Are you in fellowship with Jesus Christ? Fellowship with Jesus This is victory. You know you can't have victory unless you're in fellowship, and this isn't the Bible, but it's nevertheless it's still true. If you're not in fellowship with Jesus Christ, you won't have victory. It's impossible. They who own his lordship know true liberty. And that liberty, according to the Bible, is freedom from sin. Jesus said, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And the Jews that believed in him said, we are never in bondage to anyone. And Jesus said, he that commits sin is the slave of sin, which I've shared with you before. I want to go into the book of Acts, and chapter 2, and we're going to take up where we've been before, many a time. Many a time. You know, it's a very serious thing to fall into the hands of the living God. We read in our Bible. And as the days get darker, which they are and they will, you're going to find that you're going to have to make decisions in your life. This was the birth of the church. On the day of Pentecost, chapter 2 of the book of Acts, The Holy Spirit was poured out, as Jesus promised, the promise of the Father, he said. Wait for the promise of the Father, which you've heard of me. And the Holy Spirit was poured out. And we know that what Peter got up and preached and said, these men are not drunk, as you suppose. But this is that which was prophesied by the prophet Joel. In the last days I shall pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, etc., etc. And, of course, we've read this many times, and I've said to you that this is important from verse 37 when they realized these thousands of people, and there were thousands of them in Jerusalem when the Holy Spirit was poured out, upon the hundred and twenty disciples of Jesus and when it came down to verse 37 here and when they heard Peter's message and I've read this many many times but I'm going to read it again because it fits in with what I want to say to you today now when they heard they were pricked in their hearts. Have you Ever been pricked in your heart by the word of God? Have you ever had God spoken to me and I've got to do something about it? That's what it means. They were pricked in their hearts because they were partly, if not fully, responsible for the death of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. They were pricked in their hearts. And said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? And then Peter commanded them by the Holy Spirit. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. That was a commandment. And that commandment has not been rescinded. If you say that you're believe in Jesus Christ you repented and it uh, behoves you to be baptised in water as a testimony and a declaration to the angels and to the world baptised in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost I would say, largely, the reason people do not receive the gift of the Holy Ghost is because they have not fulfilled the conditions. They've not repented. Because the Apostle Peter said, you shall. You shall receive, and it's something you receive. Okay? For the promise is unto you. Of course he's talking to the Jews. To your children and to all that are afar off. As many as our Lord, as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort saying save yourselves from this untoward or perverse you might have generation. Then they that gladly received the word were baptised, you see? They gladly received the word and they were baptised. If you don't receive the word, you won't carry on with the requirements, will you? You think, well, I don't need to be baptised. I'm all right, as I am, thank you very much. But they that received the word were baptised and the same day they were added About 3,000 souls. So from that one message, that first message preached by a man full of the Holy Ghost, 3,000 souls were added to their company. And I just want to... Emphasize this now. And they continued steadfastly. Didn't say, will we go this week? Not getting anyone here. Please don't think that. I'm really not. So please, we've all got responsibilities and commitments. But they were steadfast in their hearts. They continued steadfast. And they continued steadfast in the apostles' teaching, or you might have doctrine which is exactly the same thing, and in fellowship, and there's that word, fellowship, and in breaking of bread, and in prayers, and fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles, and all that believed. Now, all, no exception, all that believe this is what happens when God pours out the Holy Spirit that's what happened in the revival in Wales we sung about it we sung the song that's connected with it it's always the same all they that believe were together and had all things common and they sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all as every man had need It doesn't say, like some people think, that they went and sold everything and lived as paupers, grounding. Those who had excess, things they didn't need, they went and sold them. Those who had possessions and goods parted them to all men as every man had need. and, And so it goes on. But it's that little word there. Of course, we've got the first thing in chapter 42 there to notice. There's three things, four things. The apostles' teaching. They continued steadfast in the apostles' teaching and in fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. You might not have it in your Bible, but before the word fellowship, You should have the word in. It's been omitted for some reason. So they continued in. In. In it. They continued in the Apostles' Doctrine. In fellowship. In breaking of bread. And in prayers. They continued. In all those things. So if you continue in something, you don't stop it, do you? And that's... That's why they turned the world upside down. There were men and women full of the Holy Ghost and they continued in the Apostles' Doctrine in fellowship. You see, Paul says, don't be in a position where you're not having fellowship. Fellowship. Go into 1 Corinthians, please, if you would, in chapter chapter 1. In fact, we read this what I mentioned earlier. We start at at verse 4, I think. So 1 Corinthians chapter 1. So verse 4, I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God which is given you by Jesus Christ. Actually, that's in Jesus Christ or Christ Jesus. That in everything you are enriched in him, it should say, it says by in the authorised version, in all utterance, in all knowledge, amazing, they were enriched in him with all utterance, that means the word, and all knowledge, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, so that. You come behind in no gift waiting for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ who shall also confirm you unto the end blameless. The words, and I will say this, that ye may be blameless and not in the original, who shall confirm you blameless, unto the end blameless, in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful by whom we are called unto the fellowship unto the fellowship you see that he's telling them we're called unto the fellowship what do you think you're called to to come to a meeting to go to a denomination to go to some church they were called he's telling them God is faithful by whom or through whom you were called unto the fellowship of his son Jesus Christ our Lord so God is calling you and me and you 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 and you. <laughs> In fact God's calling everyone. Where is He calling us to? to the fellowship of His Son? God wants you to have fellowship With Jesus Christ. We mentioned it earlier. They continued in fellowship. All right, they continued in fellowship one with another, of course they did. But they were in fellowship with Jesus Christ because they received the Holy Ghost. And you can't be in fellowship with Jesus Christ if you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Okay, called unto the fellowship. Isn't that lovely? so God has called us. Now we go in down, go over into chapter ten. I should say, verse nineteen. Now this is quite interesting statement by the apostle Paul. And I I can't go into it too deeply, and I'm going to break in, unfortunately. But please, when you go home, read the whole chapter, or better still, read the whole book. Because it's got no chapter divisions in it originally. So verse 19 of chapter 10 of 1 Corinthians. What shall I say then? That's a question. What am I going to say? that the idol is anything or that which is offered in sacrifice to idols is anything but I say that the things which the Gentiles now when he says Gentiles it means the non-Jews okay, which once upon a time they were referred to as pagans but we're not all pagans now that should be a song shouldn't it We're not all pagans now. (laughs) But I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils, or better translation, to demons, that is to to unclean spirits. Okay? And not to God. And that is actually a quote from the Old Testament. they sacrifice to devils, not to God. So what he's saying here, that all the Gentiles, the non-Jews, because they were sacrificing to God, the Jews, as God had called them, to sac- make sacrifices in the wilderness and beyond. But he says the Gentiles, the non-Jews, the pagans, if you like, all the different nations, they sacrifice to devils. Now, I spent quite a, a, well, I spent a little bit of time in India and Nepal. And if you go into the center, the temple area in Nepal, it is full of idols. Which the Hindus believe are gods. And you'll find there's all sorts of things left in front of them food offerings in front of an idol God said thou shalt make to thyself no images neither bow down to them or worship them didn't he and I used to come out of my house in the morning and walk along a certain road in uh, Kathmandu and there'd be rocks Embedded there naturally in the road rocks and people had made offerings to the rocks they'd worship the rocks that was one of their millions of gods the Hindus got millions of gods they worship anything but they're actually sacrificing to devils and behind every idol is a devil and I want to say this though it's not written in the Bible so you can take it or leave it but if it is written in the Bible you better believe it if you've got idols in your life you're going to be very careful you're not worshipping a devil because and this is true in Africa you would know something about it probably worshipping devils Okay, I won't dwell anymore on that anymore. But I would not that you should have fellowship with devils. Paul saying, I would not that you have fellowship with devils. And he goes on, you cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and the table of devils. Do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? He said, I'm a jealous God who shall have no other gods before me. Thou shall not bow down or serve them. But the whole world disconnected, the whole human race, disconnected with God because of what Adam and Eve did. Cast out the garden. And then you had the flood. God raised up Noah through that and uh, and it just went on and, and that which was in the heart of men need something to fellowship with need someone to fellowship with I would not that you have fellowship with devils I want to tell you that the vast majority of human beings have fellowship with devils you say oh this is all a bit strong it's the truth you see, so someone buys a nice sports car. Beautiful. Maybe you'd like to own one. Maserati or something, you know. And all his mates come around and say, Wow! How would you manage to buy that? Oh, I, I won the lottery, you see. Now there's an idol, if ever there was one. I won the lottery, and they all come round and they look at it and think, "Wow!" Then they become envious. You see, covetous, envious. They become jealous. Well, you know it happens, doesn't it, all the time? I'm not making it up. You know it happens. It might have happened to you. But God is jealous when we have idols in our lives, whatever they are, because he wants to fellowship with you and he cannot fellowship with us unless we are right in our spirits, in our hearts, and we love him with all our hearts. So, I just want to go on into 2 Corinthians 6, if you would. So, just turn over into the next book to the Corinthians, and in chapter 6, just a c- two or three verses there. Verse 14. Now, here's an interesting thing. Now, of course. All these things that I'm reading to you were written to people who were born again of the Spirit of God. Okay? Be ye not, in verse 14, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness and what communion does light have with darkness have you ever seen darkness and light having communion they can't and neither can a righteous person have fellowship with an unrighteous because that person would immediately become unrighteous a righteous person and of course we're talking about the righteousness that God makes us right through his spirit when we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ by their fruit you shall know them Jesus said a good tree cannot produce bad fruit and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit it's common sense you know people don't have a lot of that I've discovered so Jesus had to bring some common sense and all his parables more or less just common sense to wake people up to start think, thinking through the created things through the commonplace things so when a person becomes righteous if they were to have fellowship with someone who is unrighteous they would immediately become unrighteous and then he says what communion is like with darkness and what Concord has Christ, Baalil. That's a devil. Okay. What Concord? What what conversation? What uh, conversation, Concord? What activity? what well, you know, not a talk, not talking about aeroplanes. Just in case you wondered or what part has a believer with an unbeliever you might have infidel now a certain group of people use that word a lot but that's not what the Greek means the Greek means unbeliever so what part has a believer with an unbeliever are you listening what fellowship And what agreement have the temple of God with idols? For you, that's emphatic, are the temple of the living God. As God, that is provided you've been baptised in the Holy Ghost. God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. I will be their God and they... Shall be my people, wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and I will be a father unto you, and ye shall be unto me sons and daughters, saith the Lord God Almighty. And finally, turn with me, if you would, into the first epistle of John, the Apostle John. And we going to read right from the outset. First epistle of John. Chapter 1 and verse 1. Okay. That which was from the beginning which we have heard which we have seen with our eyes and we have looked upon and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. For the life was manifested. What a statement in itself is that that should grip your heart. For the life was manifested. And we have seen and bear witness and show unto you eternal life. John is writing, he's saying, we're showing unto you eternal life. We're showing it to you now. Can you see it? Who have you seen eternal life in? Show unto you eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us that which we have seen and heard declare or announce unto you that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with his son Jesus Christ these things write we unto you that your joy some translations might have our joy I've never decided which one is correct and I don't think it really matters that your joy may be full would you like your joy to be full are you full of joy this morning Is it on your face? Is it pouring out of your soul? Nobody suddenly smiling. I'm asking for reality. I'm talking about reality. I write these things unto you that your joy or our joy, whichever is the correct translation, may be full. But did you notice there, he says these things we write unto you that you, and that's emphatic again, may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And I could go on because there's a lot of truth there and time does slip by if one's not watching it. And I don't want to be a clock watcher. And you might have fellowship with us. The Apostle John is saying, writing unto you, I write unto you that you might have fellowship with us so who are they having fellowship with who are the apostles John whoever he's, and the others whoever he's referring to I believe he's referring to those who are truly the lords because if you're truly the lords you will have fellowship with the father and the son constantly 24-7 constantly it is a given you don't suddenly come into fellowship and go out to fellowship like you might with your wife or your boyfriend because you don't see eye to eye if you're in fellowship with the father and with his son Jesus Christ that fellowship is eternal we show unto you eternal life that's what he wrote. We show to you eternal life. Can you see it? Have you got it? Because you have got it, you'll be having fellowship with the Father and his Son, Jesus Christ. As I said, 24-7, because God will never break off fellowship with you never, never, never in a million, billion, trillion years ages because that is the desire of God to have fellowship with you with your spirit the real person inside you are a spirit in a temple what fellowship has the temple of God with devils Balio Paul wrote you see when a person receives the Holy Ghost, they become the temple of God. And you can't have fellowship with devils. But John is saying, we're writing to you and declared in these things that you might have fellowship with us. I know I'm repeating myself, but we need to repeat ourselves. Because I've discovered that it's repetition brings light. You might not see it the first time because your mind might be darkened through unbelief. Understand? You think, how can that possibly be? How can I have fellowship with God the Father? How can I have fellowship with Jesus Christ, his Son? Our fellowship truly Our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We write these things unto you that your joy may be full. So, the thing that I want to say, and I'll put my Bible down, otherwise you know what will happen. We'll be looking at other passages of Scripture, and I'm going to try and keep it within a reasonable time. Is it ever dawned on your heart since you've been born why jesus christ jesus christ came to earth you ever say well why did he come to forgive my sins yes well god forgave sins under the old covenant and of course that's all preparatory repent believe on the lord be baptized for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost because the promise is to you why do you think God wants to give you the Holy Ghost He say well to make me pure and make me holy yes and why why do you think God wants to make people pure and holy inside and their lives become righteous mm-hmm. because he can't have fellowship with you if you're not holy did you know that he can't it's impossible what fellowship has light with darkness if you go on you'll find I'm going to read it I said I wouldn't but you must allow me a little bit of grace you must allow the Lord a bit of grace because it's his word let's go back to where you were bear in mind what I just said, that you can't have fellowship with God unless you're holy. And of course, we can pick that up in Peter. Be holy, for I am holy. And in the book of Hebrews, without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. It's clear. But we're going to go on. I finished on verse 4, but look at verse 5. This, then, is the message. Can you hear the message? How are your ears wide open this morning to the Lord? This is the message which we have heard. Where from? From. That word of should be from. From him. And we declare unto you. This is the message. Okay. We're having fellowship with God the Father and with his son Jesus and this is the message that we've heard in fellowship with God the Father and with the son Jesus Christ we've heard this message and and he wants you to hear it this is the message that we have heard from him and we declare to you that God is light And in him is no darkness at all. That's the message. That's the message that you have in your heart for others if you're in fellowship with God the Father and his Son, Jesus. God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. If we say... If we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, as He is—that word He is emphatic again—get yourself for Newbury Bible. I've got some for sale and the half price almost but if we walk in the light as he is in the light you've got we've got to walk in the light as he is in the light you see And then we have fellowship you can't have fellowship with me though you might think you do if you're not walking in the light and I can't have fellowship with another brother or sister in Christ if I'm not walking in the light but it's not walking in a glimmer it's walking in the light as God is in the light do you understand? as God himself is in the light. If we're not there, we've never yet understood what God requires of you and I as someone who believes in Jesus Christ. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us the word there, all, can also be translated every. Now I want to ask you, is there anything more than all? Is there anything greater than all? Hmm? There's not anything greater than all, is there? Is there anything greater than every? Every apple on that tree? Everyone. You say, I've got an apple over here. No. Every. It's all inclusive. All inclusive. Every. All. Cleanses us from all sin. And I want to tell you, you'll never be cleansed from sin. If you haven't got the Holy Ghost. Because you won't be able to walk in the light as he is in the light because that's the only way you can be cleansed from sin by walking in the light as God is in the light not Mickey Mouse or some other nonsense you've got to be in the light as God's in the light and that's the fellowship he's called us into the fellowship because that's where God dwells in the light Where there's no darkness, where there's no hatred, where there's no sin, in the light. And that's what he wants to bring us into. And when we are in the light, as God is in the light, we have fellowship. Anything outside of that is not fellowship. It's make-believe. And as I said earlier, today we're here to hear the voice of God. I'm going to round up in a minute. Cleanses us from all sin. And if we say we have not sinned, so if you go going on saying, I've never committed sin like the Jew said to Jesus. That's what it means you deceive yourself, and the truth is not in you. Because Jesus died on Calvary to deal with our sin, so that we could come into fellowship in the light. You see? He dealt with sin so that we can receive the Holy Spirit, come into the light where God is, and have fellowship with God and with and his son Jesus Christ with the Father and the son, his son Jesus Christ and I fellowship one with another and this is where fellowship is and this is why Jesus Christ went to Calvary that so you and I could be baptised in the Holy Ghost filled with his life and be brought into fellowship God dwells in light with whom there is no variableness neither shadow of turning. Is there any variable in us, in us? Is there any shadow of turning in us? It's not in God. He's not one thing one day, one thing something out, uh next day. He's not one thing one hour and then something the next hour. He There's no shadows in God. God doesn't turn. That means He's consistent. See, the sun rises and sets and casts shadows why does it cast shadows you see them on the ground don't you the shadows well with God there's no shadows of turning because God doesn't turn he's consistent you you think of a a phrase oh they've turned to the other side some spy or, or some politician in, in one of these spy rings, or whatever, you know, you know the stories. He's turned, He's gone the other side. There's no turning with God, He's consistent. He's consistent in His love for you, so much so that He went to Calvary and took your sin upon Him, and you could have fellowship. Isn't that wonderful? Your heart should be leaping with joy. Even if you're not in it. You say, well, I want this. Do you want it? You want it? Well, you know what you've got to do. We read about it in Acts earlier on. Hallelujah. I'm going to end there, and we're going to pray. And I don't know if maybe we could sing something as well, when we've done that. Father we thank you Lord that you are and Lord you came and shed your blood became a man went through everything you went through for us that we might come into fellowship with you that we might know thee the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent we might know you we might fellowship with you we might converse with you we might know your grace in ourselves, we might know what it is Lord to love you for ourselves and to know your love towards us individually Lord to know you and to know how much you love us and so we thank you for this message today and we Commit the message to you, Lord, in your precious name, Lord Jesus. Amen.